Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. If you are new, welcome. Hi, I'm Amy. If you are returning, thank you so much for being a loyal listener or viewer on YouTube. Alrighty, today is a bit of an interesting one and you'll know my podcast alternating weeks I talk about fitness and alternating weeks I talk about business but sometimes particularly when I'm talking mindset I might merge the two and today is one of those podcast episodes so today I'm going to be talking about what my current belief practice is and I just want to say this is one of the most powerful things you can do like apart from getting enough sleep and adequate micronutrient intake and adequate calories which you know and some fresh air which I think is incredibly important for both fitness and business (laughs) mindset work is so powerful and you might be like what am haven't you just been like bitching about mindset work for the last six to twelve months yes to an extent I have and I do just want to hold my hand up and say I think I swung the pendulum a little bit too far back in the end of 2021. I was just I was just pissed off and angry and that's fine and I've been able to process that and get through it just because I think that there was coming to this point where there was so much chat about mindset and not enough about actually working hard and implementing strategy if it was a business sense or you know training your ass off in the gym which is we've just got to train hard if we want results if you don't care about results that's fine and if you just want to move and have fun which happens to all of us in all different seasons like when I had glandular fever I was doing 30 sets a week right I that's all I had capacity for. My priority wasn't performance, okay? And there have been times in my business where I have needed to pull back tread water just for my current clients and that's what I needed to do. Whatever season you're in, take that. But the point of this podcast is helping those typically who are in seasons of growth or who are wanting to maximize performance in the gym, in their business, whatever. So that is what I'm here to do today. And what I wanted to do was actually take you through my current belief practice, which is fucking fire, if I may say so myself. And I was going to bring the book in with me that's helping me with this and I forgot it, but I've spoken about this book on the podcast before. Now, it's not for the faint-hearted. It is called Existential Kink and The basic premise of it is like shadow work and saying that for all of the what seems like unhelpful behaviors that we're engaging in, there's this kinky side of us that gets some kind of kick out of it. Now, I understand that that could be, depending on your personal situation, which remember, I don't know. (laughs) Just please remember, I don't know your personal situation. Uh, That could be extremely offensive, And I appreciate that and I understand there are nuances with 
everything and you might if you've listened to the podcast before you know I am a woman of nuance and please take with you what is resonating and landing and beneficial and leave what isn't okay so please take this almost with a grain of salt but at the same time if you think this is going to help you absolutely go like a bullet a gate with this process but the book is called existential kink I really liked it and for everything that I have experienced in my life and where I'm at in my life I found it very helpful and again whether you do or not, that is a separate thing. I just want to share my experience and my current belief practice with you. So that big old caveat out the way, why is this important? So when we're looking at our frame of mind and how we view the world, what we know is our beliefs impact our experience. So we cannot control everything that happens to us. Of course we can't. There are so many random chaotic things that happen in the world is what it is, right? But what we do have control over is what we believe to be true, okay? Because so much of everything is a matter of perception. You can find evidence to support a hell of a lot of things. (laughs) And you'll know when you look at like political discourse or environmental discourse, there are people very firmly entrenched on opposite sides and have evidence to back up opposite sides okay so what we believe about ourselves what we believe about others and what we believe about the world and how the world works is going to impact our perception of ourself and our experience of what happens in front of us what happens in our daily life okay so just the example of Two people experiencing the same situation and viewing it extremely differently. So, for example, two people winning a powerlifting competition, but say they don't hit their overall total goal that they wanted to hit. One person is still extremely happy. One person thinks it's a fucking disaster, and they throw their their you know first um, their their medal in the bin. Right? It's just whatever is happening in their narrative about what they make that mean that's going to impact their experience and we know how critical self-perception is in terms of the actions that we decide to take as well so if we can see a pattern of behavior over time and I mean, hell, it could be positive or negative but typically when we're looking at mindset work we're trying to increase the amount of Mm, do I say positive experiences? Do I say control? Intention, intention. I was trying to figure out the word that I wanted to use. We can use our beliefs to be more intentional as we go and start to choose them. So what do I mean by that? If we have a set of beliefs that's resulting in a pattern of behavior over time, which leads to a pattern of experience over time, we might identify the belief and go oh hell that's actually not a fact and there's examples of other people who have other beliefs and they're getting different results so why don't I try their belief on for size for a moment okay and it can be really hard to admit to ourselves because we might be so entrenched in a belief that we actually believe it's a fact when it's just a belief so for example I'm bad at drawing (laughs) If you've read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, I think 
Does she talk about drawing? She might actually specifically speak about drawing, but she talks about having a growth mindset versus fixed mindset, and this plays into this as well. But it's like, well, I'm am I bad at drawing or if I just never learned how to draw <laughs> and actually maybe I could be good if I got a tutor and I was actually taught how to draw. It's not actually like this predisposition, predisposition that I can't change. Okay. So we might have a look at our beliefs and go, Oh hell, am I actually shy or do I just have this belief that I'm shy or I'm not good at speaking or people don't like me or, you know, whatever it might be. So when we notice those patterns, we can start to bring them up to the surface and rewrite them. So I'll take you through my practice specifically. My practice specifically right now with my belief work is to say, first of all, state my desire for what I want. And it can be really helpful if you're doing this belief work just to t- just to uh, use one belief at a time or go through one scenario at a time. So maybe it's fitness, maybe it's business, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's money, maybe it's health, whatever it might be. Just pick one thing, do that for maybe three, six months and then move on to the next thing once you've got some results come through. But we kind of have to do belief work often, okay, Um to maintain those new beliefs or just reiterate them until they become what we feel as like fact or even part of our identity. And identity is a really useful tool as well. And we can shift our identity. It's not stuck contrary to potentially what you might believe. So the way I do my belief work, I open up my journal and writing is really beneficial. And sorry, I need to just come back for a second and say, this practice is a modified version of what's in the book Existential Kink by Caroline Caroline or Carolyn Elliott. So I open my journal and I write down what I would like, what my desire is, what the outcomes I'm trying to bring about are. So, you know, whatever they may be, you know, I I deeply desire that I am going to bring the best possible physical package to stage in May of 2023. That's the desire. Whatever you desire, write that down. But I deeply fear that. So this next part of the belief work is doing up the uh, doing the uncomfortable uncomfortable stuff of digging up all of our fears, okay? The point of this is more often than not, we have these fears that will be the foundations of our beliefs that are actually holding us back. So even though I have this desire or I want this desire, I deeply fear that. And then you write down all of the fears. Now, because that was not a true example for me, I actually don't know. I'm sort of trying to think on my feet of what those fears might have been way, way, way back. I can't even think of them. But you'll know, right? Write down something that you deeply desire and then write down all of the fears that come up. So if it's career success or something like that, it could be like, I deeply fear being judged. I deeply fear you know, being ostracized from my friendship group for being too successful. That's actually from a mentee that I am working with at the moment. She said that she's experienced that before. So, you know, when she saw success, she got ostracized. So that might become an entrenched belief. But you just want to write down like up to 20 fears that you have. I want this thing, but I'm scared if I get it, this is what might happen or along the way of me trying to achieve it. This is what I'm worried about happening. What we're doing, we're just bringing all of the shit to the surface. Again, what resists persists, shame lurks in the shadows. We need to get all of this up and we need to reduce the emotional charge that all of these fears have. 
again, if this is like really um, very significantly emotional work, you may need to do this with a psychologist, okay? But again, we're, I don't know your personal experience, so caveat there, but uh, if it's just mild, you can do this on your own. Like I'm doing this work on my own, right? Uh, so write all those fears. And then what we want to do is we want to write the sentence something along the lines of, I see these fears, I accept these fears, I love these fears. We're just making friends. Uh, the way to think of this is all of those fears, personify them as people, sit them in front of you or stand them in front of you and just hug every single one of them. Make them okay. Instead of resisting every one of these fears, instead of hating on them, instead of trying with all of your might to push them away, they're just going to get bigger and bigger. We actually want to give them a hug and embrace them like an old friend. Okay. From there, we're going to say something like, and depending on maybe if you're a spiritual person or a religious person or you believe in some kind of higher power, this is where you can engage them in this conversation as well. You could say something like, um, it's okay that I have these fears. You're just affirming this to yourself. It's okay that I have these fears. It's not going to stop me achieving the things that I want to achieve or calling in the things I want to call in or, you know, reaching that point um i'm also going to ask you know the universe god whatever blah, blah, whatever you believe in if there is something you don't have to of course um, to help me reframe these fears as well and also asking that i you know have the strength or the power or whatever to continue to or to achieve the things or to bring about the circumstances or to have what i want even with these fears so we're not saying we can have whatever we want, and but it's conditional upon us not having these fears. We're actually trying to bring all the fears to the surface and say we can actually have all of that and have what we want too. And we're just making everything okay. So we're bringing all of the shit to the surface. We're making friends with it. We're bringing them on for the ride. You're in a car. Mate, get in the back seat. All of my fears can hop in the back seat, but I'm driving and we're still going to get to our destination. That's probably the best like visual analogy I can give you. All of these fears, personify them, chuck them in the back seat, make friends with them. You're on a road trip, but you're still going to where you're going and it, you, nothing's going to stop you. Okay. So that belief practice is really helpful. The second part of the practice is then to have a look at those individual fears and start to reframe them. So pick a new belief that's possible for you. Okay, so if it's, um, I'm really scared that if I'm successful, I'm going to be ostracized from my friendship group, you might reframe that to be like, the people who love and support me, I know will always be here. And it might call me into a different friendship group of new people who I will be able to love and support and who will be able to love and support me. Okay, so we're just going to bring up the, the, the fear. We're going to reframe it because this fear is obviously going to come up during your day again. Just because you did this work once doesn't mean they're going to disappear. And you're going to have a pre-prepared response to yourself so you can choose a different thought. Because if we just continually spiraling down with all of the fears, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I can't do that, blah, 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 everyone hates me, nah, 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 nah. you know where the downward spiral ends up. So as soon as that thought comes into your head, it's like a red, it's like a flag or a signpost. Oh, I remember journaling on this and I reframed it. I'm going to choose the reframe thought and I'm going to affirm that over and over and over again in my head. Things may not change. They may not shift straight away. They probably won't. It's probably going to take a while. That's okay. 
from there, we have the last part of this work, which is then asking what is our our common tendency when we start to spiral in terms of our actions. So people talk about limiting beliefs. Not many people talk about limiting behaviors that stem from those limiting beliefs. Let's do, let's finish the job. Okay. So from the fear, from the limiting belief, you usually take a particular action. You usually feel particular things. You usually say particular things. What do we want to change them to? What would we prefer? So you might take the new reframed belief and go, okay, so if I actually believed this, what would my action be? If I actually believed that there might be another group of people that would be better suited to me, and yes, okay, I need to mourn the loss of the previous group, but if I knew that there were going to be other people who were more supportive and I could be supportive to as well, what would I think? Maybe I wouldn't sweat the small stuff with these guys so much. Maybe I'd actually actively start looking for a new group of friends, right? Rather than just going to sit on my bed and disassociate watching Netflix, yeah? So can you see how we've gone through deepest fear, making that all okay, bringing that to the surface, not trying to resist it. We're just making friends with it. We've reframed it. We've specifically written a reframe. Then we've specifically thought of what is our old action tendency? What is the new action tendency? Because you're going to have to choose the new belief and choose the new feeling and action to embody, even though it doesn't feel good yet. So you are going to have to do the challenging work of taking the action that's different to what your brain is telling you because you've been caught on one railway road, one railway track, railway track, we're switching tracks, but part of you won't catch up for a while. So I'll just give you a situation where last year I had this overwhelming limiting belief. I worked on it for 12 months just this month it's shifted and it's viscerally shifted because I've experienced the same situation, the same scenario and my body didn't even feel the same and I freaking love when these things happen. I don't know that – yeah, I love when these things happen because I'm like, ha – You know, all of last year, I was like, man, when is this going to shift? When is this going to shift? I constantly did the work, 12 months of doing this work, 12 months of rewriting over and over and over again, and it wasn't shifting, and it just shifted. It just shifted like two weeks ago. It just shifted, and I was like, man, it's the coolest thing when you feel it because it's like the old feeling of panic, distress, whatever, the the like quote unquote bad situation happened. And I was like, eh, I didn't care. And then this amazing thing happened afterwards. And it was because I took a different action tendency because I truly had been practicing this new thing over and over again. And I didn't let the fear stop me from continuing to take, continuing to try the thing. I was able to try it and then taking the new action tendency, which I had been trying to do, but the feeling hadn't caught up yet. Finally, this month, after 13 months, the new feeling landed and it's a visceral feeling where I just wasn't stressed anymore. And then an amazing thing happened. So this work, it really does work. It just, man, like that was 12 months. I can't sugarcoat it. Like that particular situation took 12 months. I've had things move faster for sure. But that took 12 months of focus. I was pretty much only focused on this one thing last year and it just landed 13 months later. 
Okay, so let me just reiterate my belief work, why it's so important. Our belief is going to impact our actions, our behaviors, our results over time, but also our experience of events and even events that we can't control. We do have power, but our power is in our identity and beliefs. We can change it. The current process that I'm using is from uh, modified from the book Existential Kink. It is about naming my desires, naming all of my fears, treating them like old friends, telling them it's okay, they can be here, they can be along for the ride, but I'm in the driver's seat, writing out a new reframe belief, writing out new action tendencies, and then actually putting that into practice. So I hope this was helpful. If you found it helpful, please let me know. Please shoot me a message. Uh, this is definitely some of the work we do in the very first module of Basecamp. If you want to work with me in a private mentoring sense, you do actually get access to all of the Basecamp materials as well. And this is something that I can help you work through to, to start taking new actions that are going to help you with your business. And of course, if you are listening to this in a fitness sense, then this is where I come in with the strategy of what we're going to do to get you the performance and physique results that you want to so either way shoot me through a dm if you would love to work with me and i'll see you guys in the next episode